Bonjour and hello everyone. Welcome to Queer French Farmhouse, the podcast about being queer as an expat, living in France and renovating a house or, in my case, half a chateau. You guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a week and what a week it has been. But let me first tell you what we're going to talk about this today. I thought I'm going to make an episode on French bureaucracy. You name it. It's, I think, one of the most dreaded bureaucratic systems in Europe. I mean, yeah, every country has its, like, things... And Germany is also quite known for bureaucracy and overcomplicated um, things and applications and things like this. So, yeah, that's what I want to talk about to you today and my experiences with it. And yes, but it's been a crazy week this week. It's been like just the last weekend was so packed with stuff and I had a panic attack, like, full-on. If you want to know more about, like, my panic attack and why and what happened and everything, then um, go and watch my YouTube video on it. It's gonna air tomorrow if you're listening to the podcast today on Saturday. Um, the, my videos always come out at 12 European Central Time on Sundays. And um, yes, I'm also planning to like redo my YouTube a bit and um, redo my old videos that have been on there for quite some time that are all in German, renovating, like that they are all about renovating my house here. And I think I would like to turn them into English videos and give you more of an insight on that. And maybe also like talk about home renovations on hindsight and DIYs and things like this. So I think it might be interesting. So go and check out my YouTube channel. You'll find me under Le Demi Chateau. There's also a link in the description or the show notes. Um, and you'll find all the information there. And that's where you can also book a stay if you're interested on staying with me. I've reduced my... Um, my availabilities a bit and what I can offer because I've just realized it's been too much <laughs> but as I said go and watch the YouTube video I'll explain it all in detail and what happened and why it happened and everything but let's turn our attention back to bureaucracy and I thought like we're going to start actually by defining what is bureaucracy so the dictionary has two explanations for bureaucracy. The first one is a system of government in which most of the important decisions are taken by state officials rather than by elected representatives. Number one. Second explanation is excessively complicated administrative procedure, the unnecessary bureaucracy in local government, for example. So, um, bureaucracy actually, you know, is a French word. So it comes from the word bureaucratie in France, in French. And um, yes, I think we've all had our little fights with bureaucratic systems and with 
with filling out form A to fill out form B and once you fill down form A you and you have form B then you need to go to person A but person A can't do anything without without form C from person D so yeah that's how it all goes round and round and round and round and <clears throat> I think like when you move to France in the beginning it seems very overwhelming and also like everybody tells you like oh the bureaucracy and how na na ni na 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 you know how all is like really bad and like how many things you need to do and, and I was like hold my purse because <laughs> in the end I was like you know I've gone through all the system in Germany I basically self-taught myself like how to do anything in those bureaucratic systems in Germany and um, I actually found out that it is quite overwhelming and it is quite like structured in a very like nonsense way I would say um, but you can kind of find your way through that jungle and I've opened like two businesses businesses in uh, Germany actually th uh, three I did open three businesses in Germany crazy and um, so I've had lots of experience in that and I've helped lots of people back in school days when I was in ballet school I was German speaking so I was helping people with their visa applications for example we've had lots of students that came from uh, Brazil or Australia Japan China so I was the person who always went there with them uh, and was like, wait a minute, let's clear up that visa because like people weren't like so helpful in those offices. And um, yeah, so I have experienced that on like both sides now because I've done, I've done it all in Poland as well. I've worked in Poland and also in Poland, I wasn't considered a Polish citizen, although I do have the Polish citizenship, but it's a bit more complicated because I don't have a Polish passport. So um, I would have to apply for a Polish passport and go through all the stuff, la 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 la, and it's like, yeah, it's, I don't benefit from it. Basically, I still have the citizenship and I could get a Polish passport anytime I wanted to, but what for? <laughs> if I have a German passport that allows me like to travel to basically any country in the world almost without having to apply for a visa for most countries. So um, I don't see the sense in that. But I had to go through all of this in Poland for when I moved there. Like I had to register and like do all these things. And like people would just be speaking Polish. And I mean, I was so happy that... I could speak Polish, you know. I had a colleague from Italy who came a bit later and who I actually referred to the job. And um, she had, like, I had to go to every appointment with her because, understandably, she wouldn't speak a word of Polish and um, so she needed help with everything. But, I mean, what can you do? It's like, you need help. And I think it's, it's a similar situation here in France. So if you... If you don't speak the language, it'll be harder for you. Um, uh, but on the other hand, I have to say there's a really good government side. And basically, you just type in whatever you want. Already, like, if you type in, like, any question you want, even in English, in Google, like, for example, there's been a huge thing about the tax foncier. 
here in France. So, taxe foncière is basically something that's similar to property tax. It's not 100% property tax, um, but it's similar to that. So there was there was a thing that was like tax foncière and tax d'habitation. Tax d'habitation, everybody would have to pay if they were living somewhere, in an apartment, in, in a city, wherever. So this would be like, and the more businesses and the bigger the city, usually your tax d'habitation would be a bit less and your tax d'habitation would be higher if you um, were somewhere where there's not many businesses, where they don't have much income from that. But the French government decided to let the tax d'habitation drop for uh, first residencies for um, for the for people living in France, for like not only French citizens, but for anyone living in France with a first residency in France. So that's kind of like gone since this year or last year. So we didn't have to pay that, but the tax foncière remains for property owners. So if you own a property, you pay this X amount, which has like a complicated calculation and they redid it all. Germany did a similar thing where they kind of like also adjusted the property tax because like it was standardized on really old systems that were made up in the 50s. So post-war, it was like all different kind of buildings, all different kind of values that didn't apply to values today. So that's why they reevaluated it. And the tax offices are um, are doing all of this. So um, people have been very confused about this because you had to declare all of this online because there was no other way. The tax office said please do your declaration for it online, check if your data is correct or not. And for people who just bought places like me and didn't really know what to do, there was nothing, there was no information sent out. <laughs> so there, there, there was like my, my first like big meetup or my big confusing meetup of French bureaucracy. And I was just like, okay, but how am I supposed to know? It's like nobody told me, nobody sent me a letter, nobody like... I don't know. It's like I have no clue what to do. So luckily, I have a French boyfriend so um, who already had to do this all with his house and everything. So he helped me. And for because to declare all your stuff online, you needed a French tax number. But I said, like, I have no clue how to get a French tax number. And um, luckily, then we found out through other friends of ours who are from um, from the UK. And um, they bought houses also in the village. And um, they're really quite lovely people. They're like our parents. <laughs> um, so they actually like said or or he found out that he could go to the tax office with them and they already had tax numbers because they brought property in France and once you have property in France you get a tax number uh, um, assigned to you but you need to basically pick it up at the tax office so we went to the nearest like tax office we checked okay wh where do we need to go and it was Confolon which is about like a 30 minute like 25 minute drive from here north and it's our like I think it's our prefecture so like anything like goes to Confolon first and then Angoulême which is the capital city of Charente of the department or the state where I live in so um, we went there and the woman was really cute and really helpful and um, 
Yeah, I got my tax number. She waited until I did my registration online and I got all my registration done and that was it. And then I found out actually that the people before me declared everything wrong or whoever. Um, I don't want to blame people before me or it was it was just like it was mentioned wrong in the documents. So basically they paid, I think, like 80 euros of tax foncière and Basically, I think I will pay 800 euros of tax foncier because they it was it was written down as a really bad bad in shape house with 46 square meters of livable space and everything and I have 208 square meters of livable space like only my house is 208 square meters so um, not like adjoining the outbuildings and everything that you also have to mention and um so yeah i was like oh, i don't want to do anything wrong and then yeah jotted up a message they sent me a document back and um i could fill it out and we filled it out like step by step and usually i have to say with french bureaucracy and this is like this is where i want to go with this with all of the story is that usually people are very helpful in france like all these offices are super super helpful and there's also offices, if you live in a very rural area, um, of, how are they called? I think France, France, I all, always want to say France Connect, but that's another, that's another service. I think of France Service or something like this. Um, you can Google it and they're usually at the post office. So they have like one day a week where they send people from different administrative offices there that help you with your admin work so it's made for elderly people it's meant for people who are new to the system and everything and this is really great because you can just go there and make an appointment and they kind of sort things out for you with you they show you how to do things because by now everything almost everything can be done online in france which is really amazing because you can almost do everything like online and this like setting up a business here in France was so easy because basically all I had to do is like make an account with um, with one thing that's only for for business creation basically. And this place for business creation will then take the information I gave them and they validated me and everything and gave me my siren and my siren number, which are numbers, business numbers, that my business can be found anywhere by entering those numbers and then I can be like located to this business basically. So that's like the most important number. That's like a taxation number as well and things like this. So, so this is the number that also shows up on all your invoices and things like this. So um, I've done this and I could do this all by myself and it's really well explained. And even this website is available in English and in German. So, I mean, the German translation, I will be honest, is a bit off. It's a bit like interpreting or very like literal and it's a bit like uh, I don't know if you really think that or if you really wanted to express that but other than that I have to say it's really good and and it's quite quite well explained and there's like help for anything and you can just like tap like little little question marks and it explains everything that it wants from you and it's been really a great experience it's much much easier than setting up a business in Germany I have to say 
And in Germany, it's also online, but it's much more complicated. They make it; they make your life living hell when when you set up a business, um, and they make it extra complicated. And especially, they make it simpler here for um, self-employed people, for like people doing setting up a micro entreprise, which is that's the name for it. It's like a micro um, enterprise. Basically, yeah, it's a it's a tiny, <laughs> tiny business. So usually it's like one to nine people, um, and I'm just me. So uh, I just needed to open up a business that's just me. Basically, I don't have employees. I don't. I won't have employees. I'm not planning to have employees. So um, yeah, and, and this has been super easy. And then you get. There's another um, administrative process or like another um, administrative administrative office, the URSAF, and they are straight for businesses. So they basically take, they basically, um, you declare your income with them, um, either in like a 30-day or a three-month rhythm. And from this, they deduct already like all your payments that you have to do. So um, they you can pay tax in advance with them. Um, I didn't opt for this option, but I will probably opt for this option later on because I read about that actually like taxing in advance would only make sense if you go uh, over a certain threshold. And probably I'll be under a taxation threshold this year because I just opened up the business and I'm not going to be here in October and half of November, half of December I'm closed. So I don't think I'll make more than 10,000 euros. But I mean, it would be nice, but uh, it's very, very, very unrealistic that I make any of these kind of numbers. Um, but I've been also surprised about how, how well the Demisha tour got received. Um, hence the uh, YouTube episode that's coming out. Um, so, uh, yeah, where, where, where did I want to go with this? Where did I want to go with this? I was talking to you about... Um, yeah, URSAF, yes. And so they deduct like 21%... Um, of your income and that's basically all your social security it's like it's your assurance maladie so your uh, health insurance your pension your retirement fund all of these things go out there into this and everybody in france pays into the same system so smart so smart like you think germany would be a socialist country move to france this is like so good it's it's mind-blowing that you can actually like have everyone's paying into the same system and everyone's profiting from the same system in germany like for example like i don't know if you know the german system but in germany it's like this then if you're if you're self-employed or if you don't work as an employee for someone then you have to take care of your own health insurance. Like you have to have a private health insurance and you can't go into the, you can go into the, into the normal like health insurance, but it's super, super, super expensive. It's, it's just crazy. I think the minimum amount is like 400 euros a month just for health insurance. And it doesn't have, doesn't cover your retirement or nothing, you know, in France it's 21% and that's it. And 
this is this is so fair and so good and I don't mind paying 21% every month of my income because I know I'm covered if if there's something happening I know I'll be covered <laughs> you know I don't have to fear for anything which is which is so good so um that's that's just one of the many examples um of french bureaucracy that and and I think that's the thing about bureaucracy. In the beginning, it always seems very daunting and very like overwhelming. And if you if you kind of like take it apart bit by bit, and if you read read through it, then you can make it. You know, I have also now I'm in the process of re um, uh, registering my car in in uh, France and having French French license license plates in the end. And it took me some reading about it, you know. It's like you have to be willing to research stuff and like ask around and look for these government sites. And I'm telling you, those government sites from the French government—they're available in English and in French. You, like it's it's such a blessing. I mean, the English translation is a very automatic translation, but at least if you don't know a word, you can just switch to the English translation and be like, oh, okay, this—that's the word that I was missing, you know. So um, it's much clearer. They, they explain everything. They explain you step by step. And there's European sites as well. There's um, a site from, I don't know if it's the European Parliament. And there's a whole bit where it's all about like what you need to do as a European citizen for other things. So it's pretty amazing. It's like, I think, I think it's like all the life you need to, if once you know the process it goes much easier and it's it will always be scary in the beginning but in the end it all kind of works out and if you're being honest and if you're being truthful nothing bad will happen to you knock on wood hopefully <laughs> so uh, yeah that is on french bureaucracy this week um and on bureaucracy in general what's your like what did you experience with bureaucracy? Are you living in France? Where are you living? It's like, how is bureaucracy in your place? And do you think that it's 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 maybe like harder for you to deal with these things? Or have you been educated in it in schools? Because I think that's a huge thing that's missing in our school systems. We don't educate. We have very bureaucratic systems, but we don't educate kids on them. So um, I think that's that's like a big factor that that's kind of like just, yeah, would make more people who actually get involved in the whole bureaucracy and the whole politics bit basically, if they knew better about it. But that's for another time. And it's the second last episode. Uh, next week, I'm going to air my last episode. And then I'm off for vacation. I'll probably be back, I'll probably be back around Christmas time. I am not 100% sure yet when this is going to happen, when the next bit of um, podcast will air. But... I shall see you next week first, or I shall talk to you next week better. And spread the love. And if you know someone who would like the podcast, then share it with them. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Don't miss any episodes. Subscribe to my YouTube channel if you want to keep on like watching whatever's going on in my life. And uh, yes... 
you will find all the links in the show notes and you can book a stay with me my bookings are open for summer 2024 so uh, if you want to have your own kind of french summer holiday treat yourself and book a stay with me <laughs> uh, and all that's left to say is à bientôt et au revoir from the southwest of france bye guys